Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning, Dwight. Um, welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's funny, we keep saying good morning to our listeners, but it's only like two minutes later for us. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. And, and it's not morning for us, it's afternoon. This is like weeks prior, so I, I'm listening. I will be listening to this on that Wednesday morning when everyone else is listening to this. This is a weird time thing, but good morning to myself. And good morning, future Dwight. Good morning, future Brendan. <laughs> you look Brandon. better than ever. <laughs> um, hey, so today we're going to read uh, Psalm 51 and just reflect on it. Um, Dwight, would you want to read this one for us? You betcha. Okay. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God. O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, you will not despise. Well, Brendan, what stands out to you in this passage? Well, first of all, this, is, this has been turned into a lot of great songs. And so I'm just immediately hearing the different song versions of this in my head. And sometimes just that's what I want is just to soak in it, you know, um, not think about it too much, but just let it kind of wash over me. So um, I thought about that. But um, one of the things I thought was the whole, um, like verse, what is it, verse 6, you desire truth in the inward being, therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Um it seems like the writer of this psalm knows that what's needed is not necessarily sin management or I just got to, I can't do that anymore. I just got to stop doing that. Um, I just got to control my behavior more. 
but knows that it's a problem deep in his heart, hmm. um, deep within himself. He knows that there's something that needs to be fixed. Um, that that comes out in verse 10, creating me a clean heart, O God, put a new mm-hmm. and right spirit with me. It's not just like, God, just help me not do that again. Mm-hmm. It's like my, go back to the Genesis passage, my desire is off, my heart is off. Something's broken inside of me. Mm-hmm. And how ignorant I am and most of us are about what's actually going on in our hearts. Um, most of my day, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to do next, uh, who I'm going to talk to, what the plan is, um, what the logistics are. Um, and when I mess up or when I sin, it's like it's somebody else's fault or it was just a circumstance or I blame it on you know something. I was just tired or uh, you know I forgot or whatever. Um, but from, it takes a minute to sit back and go, wait, there's something wrong in my heart. Mm-hmm. The, all these things going on that, that are maybe, um, that I know that I'm messing up, I know that it's sin, very rarely do I stop to go, wait, where's my heart at? You know, and do I have truth in my inward being? Um, God desires truth in my inward being and teach me wisdom in my secret heart. So the desire for my heart to be clean um, is is kind of what's jumping out to me. Yeah. How about you? Uh, well, often when I read this psalm, I think of the context that it was written in. You know, that af- it was after David committed yeah. adultery with Bathsheba yep. and then put Bathsheba's husband Uriah on the front line so that he would be intentionally killed mm-hmm. and tried to cover up the whole deal. And, and then the prophet Nathan confronts him and says, you're the man. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until that point that David really owned his sin. And so I, I think of that, and I think sometimes <laughs> we just get in these cycles of behavior, and it takes a Kairos moment to break into our mm-hmm. reality and kind of shock us into reality and be like, oh, I'm an adulterer. Or I'm a murderer, or I'm a I'm a liar, or I'm I've been doing this, that, or the other, and I just, I just I didn't even know it, or I didn't know it, and I just didn't have the courage to confront it. In whatever case, this is David confronting mm-hmm. and owning. He's it. owning it. He's owning his sin. Yeah, I think just probably everybody listening to this, you know that until until we own our stuff, there's just no hope of pushing through it. You know, and um, but I would so agree with you that. David's realizing here, yeah, it's. I don't just need to quit committing adultery. Yeah, I need God to go deep into my heart. Yep, and and scrub it clean. And he's not just saying, "God, forgive me because I sinned against Uriah." I'm the Hittite. I'm not. I didn't just sin to Bathsheba or to my nation. I sinned against you and you alone. Like mm-hmm. the highest sin mm-hmm. is to sin against God. Um, that's what I was actually. Um, if you go back to that story, Uriah is is a Christ figure in that story. He gets sent off to absorb the death of of uh, of David. He he gets sent to the front lines to uh, try to cover. David's trying to cover for his sins, you know. And so this for me that that um, underscores that uh, it's not just Uriah that. David has sinned against. He's sinned against Christ. Mm-hmm. He's sinned against um, his God. Mm-hmm. And um, and if Jesus is is calling us to love the least of these as we would love him, you know, as if 
you know, whenever you visited people in prison, whenever um, you gave food or drink to somebody who needed it, you're doing it to me. Then it would also seem that when we sin against one another, we're, we're especially against the least of these, which is a passage we'll get to later where Jesus talks about, you know, sinning, you know, the children. Mm-hmm. But um, that we're sinning against God. And so everything has... Um, eternal and really serious implications. So our whole lives are called into account in that sense. Um, so that's another thing I, I'm thinking about. Also, mm-hmm. I love that, just a couple like other quick notes. I love that it says, when when you restore me, um, when you restore to me the joy of your salvation, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. I love that he connects um, confession with evangelism. Mm-hmm. That's he. That's that, I think that's incredible that he yeah. he makes that connection to say when God restores me, it's part of the good news that's coming into the world. That part of the reign of God is happening, and it's a witness. It's a it's a testimony to what God does. Right. Um, I was thinking about that. that, and then I was also thinking about um, the sacrifice thing. You and I are both worship leaders, mm-hmm. and um, how easy it is to forget confession in worship um, because we want to uh, be joyful and exuberant in worship, right? But um, the sacrifice um, that is acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Right. And so it's a reminder to me, and I'm not talking about worship leading just in music, but like as we gather for worship, how am I helping us to confront our sin? How am I, how are we confronting our sin? How are we addressing, um, and how are we asking for new hearts, you know, right. as part of our, the way that we worship? That's what God really wants is to give us new hearts. Yeah. Along that same passage, uh, he says, if I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. Uh, I mean, burnt offerings were the, were the way that, that people in the Old Testament were prescribed by God to deal with their sin. Yeah. I mean, God <laughs> set out this very system. That's what you for, told me to do. <laughs> right. It's like, what? But, but God's saying, even, even that, um, you'll, you'll despise if my heart isn't right. Yep. You know, um, and I think of that in a modern day context. You know, it's like, uh, hey, maybe going to church, for example, as part of our routine. Uh, you know, even going to church and sacrificing our time on a Sunday morning, God doesn't care a whole lot about mm-hmm. it unless our hearts are in it. I mean, I, I think He He uh, wants us to gather, and and there's there's purpose in the gathering, but. I love how Dave really brings us back to mm-hmm. a broken and contrite heart God will never despise. Right. You can even be in the Garden of Eden and be hiding, right? So like when we going to church, I'll put that in quotes, in mm-hmm. quotes going to church uh, or sacrificing or serving or whatever, um, it, it doesn't mean, I mean, elsewhere in Scripture, God says, I hate your assemblies, mm-hmm. because you refused to change your hearts. You refused to act in justice and love your neighbor. And until you get that right, it's meaningless to me. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a good reminder, a good gut check for me um, as a leader, but I think it's a good gut check for all of us that we can go through the motions and still be hiding from God. We can still be hiding our, our inner being from God, and that's what he really wants. 
is um, is intimacy with us and our inner being. So, well, thanks, Dwight. Um, tomorrow we're going to be looking at uh, oh, you know, another lightweight passage, <laughs> Romans five. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are, this is your first week of podcasting with us. Um, these are heavy passages. I just want to <laughs> say that these are heavy passages. We're talking. We're getting, going into Lent, so like, buckle up. Um, we're we're taking it head on. So um, we will we will not see you, but we'll join you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm